On today's feature, we celebrate Dormammu, who first appeared uh, in Strange Tales number 126 on November of 1964. Uh, he is Dr. Strange's number one uh, main adversary, um, and he happens to be one of my favorites, actually, because of Marvel vs. Capcom 3, where is where I, which is where I first discovered him. And I just think he's such a cool character. He's superpower, overlord of the dark world. Uh, he's taken on so many different people, including Doctor Doom. And um, he's just he's just a badass ruler of the underworld. And I love him. Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. The Marvelous Galaxy. The uh, Disney, yeah. Hello and welcome to this week's Marvelous Galaxy of Disney. Thank you, not Sean Rachler Allen, for the feature this week. <laughs> My name's Sean. I'm Rachel. I'm Alan. And we have a special guest today. It's me, Chris. I'm the special guest. Chris. Chris is yeah. back. And there's hell to pay. <laughs> <laughs> so you mentioned uh, what we like to call in the gamer world MVC3. Yes. <laughs> Marvelous Capcom 3. You're very much from that video game world. Tell us about it, Janet. What? what? No. <laughs> I don't. I haven't been playing competitive fighting games for well over a decade. Maybe Wait, you almost told me two. you were. <laughs> oh, it was a lie. I made okay. it up. <laughs> but yeah, that has been my passion for a very long time. I have played multiple, multiple fighting games from Street Fighter to Marvel vs. Capcom. Guilty Gear, if you can think of it. I've probably played it. Very nice. And Chris is here by a very formal invitation and not from the fact that he happened to call and say, what are you up to tonight? Can I come over? Yes. <laughs> it was a formal invitation that I knew We of. always send invitations yes. to our guests. Always send invitations. Yes. <laughs> so first off, speaking of invitations, we got one that's not an invitation. We got a voicemail on a Anchor. Voicemail. And yes, you can send voicemails on Anchor listeners. We don't really mention that. Yeah. It's well, yeah, because I feel like everyone accesses their podcast through their player that they prefer. Like I always listen to mine on Spotify. But if you were to go to anchor.fm and search for Marvelous Galaxy of Disney, you can leave a voicemail. I feel like you said marvelous in a way that like makes fun of the way that I say marvelous. No. <laughs> marvelous. Marvelous. <laughs> I, I think really it's just that we always say it like Winifred, like Winifred. and therefore. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So um, we did get a voicemail from Kevin, KGZ87, who is also my co-host on Solving for X. And Kevin. Friend of the pod. He has corrected me. Oh, <gasps> He has corrected my behind. Oh, no. So we'll play the voicemail here and then talk about it. Hello, marvelous galaxy of Disney friends. It's your pal Kevin from Words of the Witches and other things that Sean does. Um, I just listened to your last episode and I have some comments. Um, first of all, I love the Cake Castle because in 1997, when I first went to Disney World, it was the Cake Castle, and I will always forever have fond memories of that. And I have a t-shirt with the Cake Castle on it. Actually, it's a really sexy tank top, so I wear that all the time. <laughs> anyway, uh, also, 
when you played the game, you said Bella Lugosi was the reference model for Chernobog, which is only part true. He did pose for it, but they ultimately did not use him. They used uh, Wilfred Jackson, who was an animator at the time, and they used his reference model um, as Chernobog instead. So I wanted to point that out. So the quiz you were using was actually incorrect. There you go. So how do we all feel about the correction that has happened? I feel attacked. I feel very attacked. <laughs> how dare he? So um, he is correct. Bella Lugosi was not the final uh, model for Chernabog. But he actually. was the inspiration. He was the inspiration. And that's what that was about. There you go. So. so I still get my point, right? Yeah, we're not yes. taking it away. We're not giving that. <laughs> okay, we will fight over that point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Kevin, for sending that in. I actually asked him, like, how did you just know that? And he's like, I just love Disney. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, is Kevin in the room? <laughs> he's like right there. He's like right there. <laughs> oh well, yes, we just we do love being schooled by our listeners. It's lovely. <laughs> School us more, listeners. Please do. School (laughs) us. So today's first topic, we're going to start in Disney. 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 So Disney's actually making a show. Want no secret? Yeah. I'm not excited for it. <laughs> well, okay. Was the the movies that came out of this, were those Disney or were they under Fox or something? Something that they acquired? I didn't think they were Disney originally. I believe it was Fox. So what we're talking about is, and hopefully I say it right, is it? Aragon. Aragon. Okay, okay. So Aragon, if, you, if you've watched it, it's Star Wars with dragons. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, a farm boy comes home to find his uncle and aunt have been murdered by the evil empire. So now he must set out with his dragon to fight the evil empire. And it may or may not turn out that the bad guy is his father. <laughs> It's Star Wars with dragons. (laughs) Yeah, and I will say, like, these books were very popular when I was working at Borders, and I never read them. And then the movie came out, and I never saw it. Um, So I don't know. I don't know what to think about me. I mean, I do love fantasy epics, so it could be a fun TV show. Yeah, Yeah, I'd probably still watch it. Yeah, I mean, we'll have to. I'd be on behalf of us. I remember business. watching Aragon, but I didn't remember like anything that it was about, and I also had no idea it was going to be a TV show. So, so is that good? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I blocked it from my memory. I love it. <laughs> well, speaking of memory, <laughs> that was actually a decent segue. It was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Disney reportedly approves a sequel from another Pixar movie. And it is uh, Inside Out. There's going to be a sequel to Inside Out. And this one's kind of cool because it's basically Riley, who is the main girl. In the first movie, she obviously grows up. Uh, she's now 15 years old. And she's plunged into the hormonal hell of puberty. 
which is a very late age for a girl to go through puberty. I do have to put that out. <laughs> like 15. Yeah. Like I, I'm pretty sure I did mine at 12. <laughs> um, so that's interesting. But I think um, I almost feel like the little short that they did kind of touched mm. on this a little bit because it's yeah. her like dating a boy for the first time yeah. and all the like ah! <laughs> that comes with that. So I think it'll be fun. I wonder if they're, it's kind of like from the springing off of turning red. Like, I, that'd yes. be good. That's like, the exact same yeah. thing I was thinking. I'm like, so it's also turning red too. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm excited. I really hope this happens. Right now it's a rumor, but I really hope it happens. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that short. So I could see it being a very entertaining movie with more personalities in her going through that horrible teenage years i love the idea of more personalities showing up like Mm -hmm. in addition to the four core ones that are there (laughs) (laughs) well if you get bored waiting for that to come (laughs) out there's a new app Yeah, if you're going to D23, there's a special app for you, which is called the uh, Dreams Disney Parks and Experiences app. So as you're going through the expo, there's going to be some challenges for you to do if you download this app. And, um, you know, probably while you're waiting for one of the panels, um, it'll be there. So I think it's pretty cool. It's kind of like the play app at Disneyland while you're waiting for a ride. You can do this um, at the expo. Are you guys taking Jessie with you? Because you know she'll play this game the whole time. <laughs> I know. Oh, my gosh. I Scan remember. all those crates. Yep. I remember I was so stressed out because Jesse and Rachel had paid for their day in the park, and all they wanted to do is scan crates. I was like, you're wasting your money. <laughs> <laughs> that was only part of the thing. That, that we was only like to. three hours out of our day. <laughs> Let us live our lives. I did. Patiently. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of the parks, let's move over to Parks and Rec. Wait. Are we going to talk about the wonderful stance that has been taken in response to Respect for Marriage Act? Speaking of living our lives. Yeah. Let us live our lives. Yeah. So um, Disney... As with with a lot of other companies, uh, signed an open letter, uh, basically say urging the Senate to pass the Respect for Marriage Act so that uh, marriage equality is in existence in this country, which I can't believe we're talking about. Um, but yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, obviously, this is Disney just or not obviously, but this is Disney, you know, doing their due diligence, doing their part in making sure that you know. The right thing is done. So I'm really proud of them to do this without people having to push them to do yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Very different from the original response to the don't say gay, how that took yes. a while. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see that they were kind of one of the first with this group of other companies to be yeah. like, let's try to use our power to make a difference. Mm-hmm. So I love this. I don't want to take away from it, but I do have one small complaint. <gasps> I feel that we are all on the front lines for gay rights, but where were the companies for Roe v. Wade? Well, it actually it's kind of in response to Roe v. Wade because Roe v. Wade being struck down, it isn't just women's right. It's striking down the right to privacy. Mm -hmm. And that's where a lot of people don't necessarily, I feel like, understand that right away. It's not just affecting women's and women's bodies and our rights to choose, it also puts the rights that are not codified into the Constitution in question, and that's things like 
interracial marriage that's uh the gay marriage like Mm. it's so much more than just like women and what we get to do with our body um so yeah (laughs) like it's kind of part of that but also yeah i feel like it wouldn't have hurt for them to be a little bit more vocal about roe v wade from the beginning yeah and just a note too in addition to disney i mean i know we're not this is a Disney podcast, but do want to call out Sony, Comcast, NBC Universal, and Apple as well, too, who have also joined this cause. So, you know, if you do support this, support them so that they know that they've done a good job. Yes. Yeah. Yay, that's amazing. And if you don't support them, shut up and don't let anybody know. <laughs> if you don't support them, why are you here? I love you all, but why? <laughs> Well, speaking of the parks, let's move over to Parks and Rec. <laughs> yeah, there, there you go. Right on with yeah. that. <laughs> parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. I'm so excited to learn about the journey of water. Is that like peeing? we don't like to think about that water okay but yeah this sounds like we have our new first look at the moana inspired graphics that are going to be associated with this new journey of water attraction at epcot and it is so pretty yeah you're so pretty i know yeah i'm really excited for this attraction even though it's it's like a walkthrough attraction so it's not like an actual ride but um it's supposedly the story is that it kind of what the name of the attraction is. It's going to take you through the journey of water. So like it's good. There's a part where it rains and then it'll guide you to see where that water goes down a stream. And then just like this whole cycle of water, which is cool. So very educational as well to kind of like living with it in the land. My I was going to say it sounds like living with it <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Have I just broken out in hives? <laughs> But yeah, uh, Zach Ridley, who's one of the Imagineers that's working on the ride, uh, posted an image and that just kind of gives you the sense of the look and feel of the attraction itself. So check out his Instagram um, and hopefully we'll have more information once D23 comes out. Yay! You guys, did we all have Ricky the Raindrop? in school or is that just that me actually sounds very yeah familiar. i remember yeah. Ricky. yeah it's how we learned like the water cycle was ricky the rain oh, drop and he right. went through like he fell from the sky <laughs> that just it <laughs> hit me and i was like oh good times good times so much better We're than old. the dare program <laughs> i know officer rick officer rick was important so, Chris, speaking of important, as somebody who owns a Disneyland pass, are you frustrated that the renewal's not up yet? Yes, I'm very frustrated <laughs> that the renewal is not up yet because of the Disneyland pass that I have. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about because of the Disneyland pass that I have. Fine, he doesn't have one. <laughs> so uh, it's a little frustrating because uh, Magic Key still has no renewal details, but the button showed up. Yes. The button. Not the button. You can't, can you, you can't push the button, but it it's there. It's there. You can click it, but it'll take you to a site that says all passes are unavailable. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. All right. So are we think like... 
almost everyone's pass is going to end the same day, right? Because these yeah, things close, like yeah. almost sold out like instantly, at least like in a week or so. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the theory is, and this actually was something Alan and I have talked about and one of the cast members said, is there's the lawsuit going on. Mm. So might be on hold until that lawsuit is settled. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's within that 40 day window now yeah. for just about everybody. <laughs> I mean, it's nice that there's a little sense of like another step closer that like it's there. So I'm thinking Disney has it there so they can just pull like turn on the switch once they can. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been like that for a couple of weeks now. I I, I haven't been checking every day. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> oh, well, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. yeah. High hopes for you all. Thank you. But, you know, when when we do renew our passes, hopefully by then they'll have the Magic Band Plus at Disneyland because right now the Magic Band Plus is available at Walt Disney World now. (laughs) I was going to say, it's very much available there. Are we anywhere close having that to Disneyland? Which I would love. Yeah. BT dubs. No news yet. But, yeah, the Magic Band Plus has been available at Walt Disney World since um, July 27th, so a couple days since we've recorded this. Mm-hmm. Well, that's an interesting day. <laughs> Nothing of note. <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday. Thank you, girl. She's 25. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know what the Magic Band Plus does that's different from the original one is that it has a lot of features. It vibrates, it lights up. Um, it lights up with the nighttime spectaculars that happen at night. So you can see all the lights that have been on your on your wrist also if you're a fan like jesse you know, <laughs> i was about to say interactive <laughs> quests <laughs> mini quests if yes. you will <laughs> yeah they have the bounty hunter or batu bounty hunters um, activity that you can do in batu and then even the 50th anniversary statues you can interact with them as well too that's Ooh. pretty cool yeah you know it's not cool by the time we get Magic Band, we probably can't use them with a certain nighttime spectacular. Spectacular! Spectacular! <laughs> the words and the vernacular. So, I, I mean, except for I was really confused. We can't use it at the one in Tokyo. Correct. We could use it in the one in Disneyland. Anyway. It's only leaving Tokyo, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so the Tokyo version of Fantasmic is what Sean's talking about. I got really scared and confused <laughs> at first. Yeah, is actually going away at the park, but they are re- uh, debuting a new nighttime spectacular in November, which is exciting. Yes. Which is called Believe Sea of Dreams. Um, so the Fantasmic version in Tokyo is a little different. It's in their middle lagoon area, and so there's no like house or it's a different type of set it's actually like mickey's hat sorcerer hat that like mickey does all his tricks on so it's a little different and (laughs) mickey's up there turning (laughs) (laughs) but yeah like when i was there and i saw it i was like what is this show and they're like it's fantastic i'm like no it's not (laughs) (laughs) you're confused But still a fun show. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's going a little bit more based like projections mm-hmm. with this new show. Um, whereas like with, when I think of Fantasmic, they do have the bits of projections, but there's a lot of like real life elements too, which is why I prefer it to World of Color. Yeah. <laughs> they don't have Ursula and the eels. Oh, I used to love the Ursula yeah. float and the eels. Mm. Why did you remind me? 
because I hate you. <laughs> Are we going to fight about it? Let's get ready to rumble! <laughs> Apparently there are tons of fights breaking out at Walt Disney World. And you know what? Maybe it's because it's summertime, and as I was just explaining to Sean, people get more violent in the summer. Ice cream. <laughs> and because ice cream causes violence. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> or actually, correlation does not equal causation, but anyways, uh, yeah, yeah, so there have been some screaming fights from guests like on the tram in what? Walt Disney yeah. World uh, where families just like they would get in fights over stuff like someone out of the group would have to go get something really quickly and try to get back to their group and they wouldn't let the person get back to their group. And you guys, everyone's going to arrive to the same yeah, location. Yeah, yeah. This tram is all going to the same place. Maybe you'll have to wait. Then, like, even when it's just, like, blocking one person from their group, like, let the group be together. Like, if that's one person's spot, you're not all going to be able to get on that tram anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I feel like we just need to be a little bit more kind to each other and also recognize that, like, when this Stuff like this happens often. We're going to have, like, a situation where Disney have to, has to handle in this ways that, like, punish everyone. Mm -hmm. So stop it. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> Behave. Don't do it. <laughs> My mom likes to make fun of me because when I was really young, I told her, but mom, how can anybody be unhappy at Disneyland? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't work. Once I hurt myself at Disneyland, I was being dumb and hanging off of like a little kind of railing sort of thing at Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, I think I tried to like sit on it or something. I hit my head or something. And then I was crying because I hurt myself. And the worker said to me, you can't cry at Disneyland. It didn't help. <laughs> you were like, watch me. Watch me cry. You made it worse. Um, so, yeah. Don't, yeah. <laughs> Let people feel their feels at Disneyland. You just made me remember a certain story of a friend that we used to have. And you were at Disneyland playing Truth or Dare. And somebody dared him to eat a leaf. <laughs> Yes. And the line for the carousel. So he's chewing on this leaf and it was obviously not tasting well. So he spit oh, it out no. on the six-year-old's shoulder next to him. Oh, no. I mean, he didn't intend for it to get the six-year-old, but... No, <laughs> and then didn't the, the little girl said something like, Daddy, she... what is he doing? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh my you guys, this is what happens. <laughs> this is why they had to raise the price of <laughs> passes, because otherwise you have these teenage renegades. Spitting on people. <laughs> spitting on children. <laughs> well, did you know tomorrow, supposedly Tomorrowland has edible plants? Yes, they yes. do. It's true. Yes. So maybe he was confused. <laughs> Should have been one there. Yes, it would have worked out much better for him. You know, Speaking of yeah. Tomorrowland. Mm -hmm. Segway. <laughs> yep, Segway. Tomorrowland has the Star Wars launch bay. Yeah. And it's there all the time and yep, forever. Yeah. Forever. Unless. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a rumor. Rumor has it that they're going to demolish that air quotes attraction. Well, yeah, it is an attraction. Um, yeah. But yeah, they it looks like we might not be seeing the uh, Star Wars Launch Bay Carousel Theater um, soon. But yeah, and well, and if they're demolishing it, I mean, this building has been through so many rebrands. Yeah, yeah. Like it was the Carousel of Progress. Then there was the point 
I don't even know what it was called at the time, but we, you know, the big boat that's in Splash Mountain. It used uh, to be in a show in there. Oh uh, yeah, oh. the America Sings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or was it? It's no, America it wasn't Sings. America Sings though. America Sings was at the bottom of the um, the rocket rods, which is now <laughs> um, something different. I get stuck in different eras of Disneyland in my brain. <laughs> uh, no, I, maybe it had something to do with that. But there was the one that was the Delta one with all like the things around you in the theater, and that was the one that has now where not rocket rods buzzes, but there was something with it. Just had all those like chickens and stuff dancing on the riverboat at the end. And then they closed that down. And when they opened up this new thing, Splash Mountain, it was on there. And I was like, <laughs> That's random. I remember that. <laughs> so, and this has been around a long time. It's, it was rebranded and it for years had the place where you could go and experience the technology of tomorrow. What was that called? Innoventions. Innoventions. Yeah, I remember that. I always loved it as a nice place to go and get out of the heat, Yeah. which I found a little bit lacking in my most recent trip to Disneyland. I'm like, there's nowhere where I can go to be cold. No. Yeah. Like <laughs> there are no shows for me to sit and watch where it's air conditioned. Nope. Um, so that's, I feel like maybe we need to add some more of that Disney because yeah. it's very hot right now. But they did confirm that it will be replaced by something. You want to know what it is? Yeah. What, what, what is it? Seating area. <laughs> no! I love seating area. Yeah. What do you no. do there? <laughs> I mean, surely what you meant to say is it's going to be replaced Tron. by them also demolishing <laughs> Autopia and replacing that whole area with Tron, right? Yes. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. I don't want seating area. <laughs> I don't want seating area. I, mean, I will stand. <laughs> <laughs> I did want a seating area when I was at Disneyland the other day. <laughs> this much is true, but. <laughs> you no. know where you can go to sit down and not be cooled off? Where? The submarine ride. Oh. It's back, y'all! Yay! Woohoo! And it's completely different? It's the same. Oh. And it's very... I forgot just how close you are to people yeah. in there. Yeah, very close seating. And I'm... Well, I'm sure they did a lot of refurb work on the actual kind of like, like the, the setting yeah. yeah because when you think about it something being underwater that way mm -hmm. like it i feel like every few years they have to do upkeep on that just because water ages it mm -hmm. yeah the only thing we noticed on the turtle crush area um it looked a little fuzzy it didn't look very clear Ooh. the projection yeah. i remember it looking better right there yeah everything else looked good though mm -hmm. it's good is the the sea dragon is still there at the end? Yes, and my the mermaid. Favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Alan got video of the mermaid. We, I did. Oh. Yeah, but we lucked out. We we only had to wait for like thirty minutes, maybe a little over thirty minutes. Yeah, it's um, going between thirty and sixty minutes throughout yeah. the day. Oof. So. And I reminded Alan of the time that Rachel and Sean used to take a book and wait two hours when it first opened. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to ride the ride. It was so good. <laughs> I feel like Parks and Rec is not a time for Chris to shine as he does not go to the park. Well, but, but maybe he'll shine if we have a certain sexy galaxy man. <laughs> galaxy, 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 galaxy. Galaxy, galaxy, galaxy. 
So, okay, real quick, before we get into our first topic here, I want to follow up. I finished Shadow of the Sith. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) It's about time. I finished it like a week ago. Okay. I didn't like it. Oh, no. It did not go into why Luke attacked Ben. It did not really... It was stupid. Oh, no. Oh, no. I was supposed to give us all the answers. Yeah, there's this one part, I try not to spoil things, but the characters are like, let's go steal his ship so we strand him on this planet where all of his cohorts are. He'll never get another ship. Let's go. This is a good plan. Yeah, it just didn't make a whole lot of sense. (laughs) (laughs) So naturally he got in another ship and chased after them (laughs) in his own ship. (laughs) I was like, why am I reading this? (laughs) What is the point? And then they captured Tyrion, and they were going to take him to Daenerys. (laughs) But then 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 instead, (laughs) he got captured and taken to Daenerys. (laughs) Anyway, we just got word from a new book that uh, a certain uh, Star Wars character may be a little uh, bisexual winky face. Oh, who was yeah. that? Yeah. Ewan McGregor. <laughs> what? So, this is like, as much as I like this, it's kind of stupid at the same time. Mm-hmm. Because, not really, guys. Like, don't read into it too much. Basically, Obi-Wan as a teenager goes to a planet where, like, he's being flirt on by, like, guys and girls and he's kind of like oh <laughs> I, I like, like this, this. and then he had his own complete TV show and they just never mentioned it yeah. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more just a thing like you're a teenager and you're getting attention and you haven't really like landed on who you are yet and it's even more confusing as a Jedi because you're not supposed to have like Feelings love interest yeah. yeah I was about to say like it could be something about like, that is in him, but because he's a Jedi, he makes those sacrifices for his religion. Yeah. So, it doesn't seem like a huge thing. Like, he doesn't, like, outright kiss a dude or anything, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still nice to know that we're, like, confronting things like this in the Star Wars universe. Yeah, I guess I feel weird when they say that, like, things become canon off of what's mentioned in the books that, like, one-tenth of the fandom actually it's like there's so like if it doesn't come out in the movies or the tv show in any way this doesn't really make its way to the forefront so if you're trying to be more inclusive and make a statement i don't feel like that's necessarily the media to be doing it in right he should have made a winky face at a guy in the show he should have <laughs> nice may the force be with you yes and also with you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did say in uh, Revenge of the Sith, you were my brother, Anakin. I loved you. Oh, he oh, did. He did say that. Oh, 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 oh. That's weird. Why does he love his brother? <laughs> <laughs> so if you do want to read this for yourself, it's in Star Wars Padawan by Kirsten White. Yes. And dear listeners <laughs> who are here, and well, clearly this is my day of news that has to do with video games of Star Wars. <laughs> and this is the news I found this week. Um, and I am saddened to say that Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic has been indefinitely put off. Delayed. Indefinitely delayed. <laughs> well, yeah, delayed, but indefinitely. They're like, they didn't like say, hey, it's being pushed back. They're like, maybe we'll get back to this one day. <laughs> Did they say how long it's delayed? 
Indefinitely. There's no definition. Forever. <laughs> Forever and ever. Wow. There's no definition. Um, but yeah, this is actually a remake of the old game, Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, and that was out in 2003. It's a classic role playing game, and people have been really excited about it and have been. Like, it's been announced for a little while, so Mm -hmm. they're eagerly awaiting it. And it is now, um, there's been a shakeup within the video game developer of Aspire Media, who is the one that releases this, and that has caused it to be shelved. Indefinite. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, there's no updates. It's been in the pipeline already for three years, and... Um, it, I guess it had a presentable demo that was released in late June, but unfortunately it will stay in demo mode for quite a while longer. So indefinitely, but you know, if you're not going to get that star Wars game, um, there is a different game coming out star Wars Jedi survivor and um, there's a little bit of a kind of they released to the PlayStation store that like you could kind of save it and be like, ooh, let me know when it's available. But I guess when it first came out, it actually had a date of early 2023 written on it, but then they changed it. Oh, no. <laughs> they went in there like, ooh, catch that. So there's some people that think like, oh, this means they don't have a timeline. And there's other people that think, oh, they already know that the date that they're going to release it, and but they just accidentally like leaked Uh-oh. it. Uh-oh. in that. So maybe Star Wars Jedi Survivor will be here in early 2023. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't really trust uh, Disney things when they tell me a video game's going to come out because <laughs> um, for years <laughs> um, I was waiting for a certain game. <laughs> I have a poster to prove it. <laughs> it's such a good poster. <laughs> it really is. Every time I pee, I look at it. <laughs> so good. Just talking uh, about Kingdom Hearts 3, y'all. Yes. Not in on a joke. <laughs> which it was like on Amazon as like, like each year they put it coming out at the end of that year yeah. <laughs> and then you go back and then suddenly it will be bumped to the end of the next year. So on this poster, it was like one of those ones, like visiting the town Hello and Bastion. Hello Bastion. And it was like established in like 2011 XX. 2013, X'd out. <laughs> 2016, X'd out. Um, and then it finally came out. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, uh, Jedi Survivor is the continuation of Cal Kestis' story. So, I'm very excited for it because I really liked, what was it called? Fallen Order? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a really good game. It had a, like, crazy cool battle scene at the end that left me wanting more. So, I hope this is true and it comes out sooner than later. And we have his lightsaber. And we have two of his lightsabers that we can put together in one. Yeah. 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 Yay! I still don't know who this guy is. Yay. Let's move on without Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you better move all the way to Europe to get away from me. <laughs> Transitions. Um, so, Favorites, 
Uh, if any of you happen to be out in Europe, you'll be very excited to hear that Star Wars Celebration is coming to Europe in 2023, and tickets are now on sale. Um, so the weekend of April 7th through the 10th um, at the Excel Center, uh, which is in Europe specifically, in London. There we go. In London, <laughs> you can go on my birthday and celebrate my birthday with all the other Star Wars fans and tickets are on sale now. So if you're sad, you couldn't come to the celebration we had here in Anaheim. This one is waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Yay. All right, let's move over to our marvelous, marvelous, marvelous. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, because of Comic-Con, this is our most heavy uh, topic for today. Lots of new announcements. We're guessing we're going to get even more announcements, plus more Star Wars Disney at D23 later this year, which we will be attending. Ooh. Not me. Thank God. I won't be there. So to start off, let's start with the news on everybody's mind. X-Men 97. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Right? Yes. So it's called this because the original cartoon ended in 97. So it ran from 92 to 97. So this picks up. Like It was said not a whole lot of time has passed, but some time has passed in the show. So that's where Storm gets her haircut. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, we end um, X-Men 92 with Xavier going away somewhere, not to spoil it too much. And then it looks like Magneto comes in with his drag queen gloves. (laughs) (laughs) Haven't you seen Magneto? No. I'm very confused. Let's get Rachel's first reaction of Magneto's new outfit. (laughs) Well, <laughs> I, In I mean, all her there's glory. the beautiful, the, the gla- there's the giant letter M as well. So you know who he is. <laughs> I mean, I would have it's been so confused that you, otherwise. Otherwise, you don't confuse him for Charles Xavier. Oh, well, I, mm. yes, and and he has to wear black because the days a few shall passed. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, this is at a time where Magneto takes over for Professor X, and he actually wore this in the comics, so it's not a big surprise. It just looks a little funny the way it was translated from in that one photo that we've seen of it. It might look better. Yeah, his long, say, I flowing when hair. it comes out, it will probably look a little yeah. bit more cleaned up. So we see we get the whole team back, except for we haven't seen Professor X. So we have our, you know, Gambit, Rogue Storm, all of them. We also have what looks like a secondary team. It's a little bit, um, sausage <laughs> Well, okay. In the original plan, they said that Eric Luald, the showrunner, said that he wanted to switch out some characters and bring in a new team of, like, Bishop and Archangel, but Psylocke and, um, Shard, Bishop's sister. So if this is a team, I don't know if it's a team or if they're just announcing these characters are going to be in it, but there's no woman. Oh, no. No woman. Okay. (laughs) So we've got Nightcrawler, Forge, Bishop, Cable, but we also have Morph. 
Ooh. But he's the white face morph with the no hair. I noticed that. And part of the reason for this is he's actually non-binary. Morph goes by they now in the cartoon. Ooh. So I think that's a really interesting update for X-197. Yeah. Especially with them. (laughs) Especially with them not having any women. (laughs) (laughs) Especially with them being a shapeshifter. Like, if there's any shapeshifter who's binary, like, it's confusing. Because you can be whatever you want, literally. And I, I actually think that it's it's really cool that like a lot more shows are just like games. It's like everything in general is starting to include more like non-binary characters, like more LGBTQ characters. Like it, and like seeing that inclusion into the things that we already love just makes us love them that much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think Representation really cool. matters. We also have a first look at the villains, which is interesting because Callisto is on this first look. I've never really looked at Callisto as a villain, but maybe she's going to take a darker turn. Uh, I'm excited because we have Sebastian Shaw and my girl, Emma Frost. Yeah. Does that mean we're going to get some Hellfire Club up in there? Yeah. Well, we call it the inner circle. Oh, it's oh. a children's cartoon. Oh. <laughs> my bad. Jeez. My bad. Jeez, Rachel, didn't you know this was a family friendly podcast? I forgot. Yeah. I forgot. It also looks like uh, somebody's my favorite villain, Mr. Sinister, is going to get the highlight in this new X-197, which I'm really excited for. Ooh. Did you see his design? Does he look fabulous? He, he always looks fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> and it looks like we have a new villain entering the scene. Um, she looks very threatening in her red suit. <laughs> this is Valerie Cooper, who actually works for the government. So she's been kind of on both sides of the mutant rights. All these in people in these crazy outfits and then her and her business power red Everybody with their names Mr. Sinister, Magneto and Valerie Cooper <laughs> from finance. Like, what do you do? I make psychic bolts. What do you do? Finance. <laughs> I file reports. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. So I do find it really interesting because Allison Court, who voiced uh, Jubilee on the original cartoon, has decided to step down from voicing Jubilee. Oh, no. But with purpose. With purpose? She did not feel right voicing an Asian character as a non-Asian person. So she will actually be voicing somebody else in the show. Oh, that's amazing. I hope it's Valerie Cooper. I actually don't think so. <laughs> we'll create this character. They made her just for her. <laughs> well, on our other show, Solving for X, uh, Kevin and I have talked a lot about this. We have our three we really want her to voice. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you all decide who you think would be best. Number one, we talked about her voicing Kitty Pride. Okay. I mean... You know, that tracks. We also figure since this takes place in the late 80s, this is also when a uh, certain Rachel Summers was ent- introduced into the comics. Mm-hmm. So she could fit. Mm-hmm. We also really like the idea, and I think this is our favorite, of her voicing magic. Oh, Ooh, that okay. Would be great. So what y'all think? Who do you want her to voice? So I think 
having her voiced Jubilee in my mind, I feel like Kitty makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, annoying teenager. Yeah. <laughs> Bam. Bam. I mean, she's the best. I love Jubilee. However, Alan, those, be my friend. However, of those three characters, I do love me some magic. And if you have not watched the show, the original X Men show. Ileana was in it, but she was a very young child at the time. So it'd be really interesting to bring her back now and have her be kind of grown She'd be up at the teenage age. Powers. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> what they would need to do is follow the comics because she got lost in a hellscape and lived most of her life there. And then she came back as a teenager. So that's mm-hmm. kind of how they fast forwarded through her life and made her join the New Mutants. I Don't hate when you get circle scape? lost. This is a family friendly podcast. <laughs> 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 I hate when you get lost in the inner scape. so speaking of him not being invited we got a first look at somebody who's joining the quantum mania lineup but (laughs) much as is the pattern this character is apparently getting a large change oh i heard about this i'm I'm kind of I'm kind of upset about it a little. Well, I don't know because I don't know what the change is going to be. So I, I don't, don't know. Oh. So the character is Modoc. Who we've seen in something else already. He has a show, he right? Has a, he has a show. It's an, and it was and a, it's all very animated. animated yes. Yeah. And it was amazing. But, so but now he's coming in to, to one with um, where it's real people. Yes. Okay. So they'd either have to completely CGI him or make a big change. Like, ah, this character design. It's just a head with arms. (laughs) But he's so funny and he's so amazing. I'm just going to say it now, Marvel, please, please do not Taskmaster Dormammu with this character, Shumagorath, this character. Like, please do not ruin him. So the joke is Chris's favorite villains are Taskmaster, Shumagorath, and and Dormammu. And Modok and Dormammu. And they each... Like the MCU does like every character amazing, but the villains that I particularly love, like they they just they they mess them up every time. And I'm like, why? <laughs> why do you keep doing this to me? And then the first thing I hear, Modox, and I was like, oh my god, Modoc! We're making a big change. So he's gonna be fully robotic. That's huh. the change? Yeah. Robotic. Yeah. Well Yeah, so I guess like there's so there's the trailer. Um, has a single shot of him and he appears to be fully robotic. So I guess it would be easier to make a robot face with arms than it would be to have like an actual CGI human face with arms in theory. So then my question is like that just leaves me with so many more questions then because then like like what are the origins of his powers? Like what like yeah. if or, or like or is it a thing where like something happened to him and then he like fully roboticized he, like, himself or like maybe he used his powers <laughs> to like roboticize himself? Like I just yeah. have so many questions. I yeah. It's still a f- massive face, but instead it's um, large golden face with crimson red eyes. Yeah, so I okay. Think that's I haven't actually seen it, indicating it to be mechanical. Yeah. Oh, I, this is just the description yeah, that was I given see. to me. I don't. And it looks like in the same article, they do say it retains the spirit of MODOK. So that's more like what our concern was with Taskmaster yeah. is that's fine. It was a female, but 
she was nothing like the quick-witted, snarky taskmaster mm-hmm. that we know. Right. So that's really, just to be clear, listeners. You hate so women! <laughs> we're not so upset that she was gender-swapped, but, like, retain the spirit of the right, character. Right. And that's how I feel with MODOK. Is he gonna be, like, over-the-top, ridiculous, and Like, witty, stupid, funny, know? stupid, exactly, <laughs> exactly. We'll see. I we'll, guess we'll see. see. You'll know in February of 2023. Yes. I am quite excited. The day after, or no, not the day after. I don't know dates. I was going to say the day after <laughs> Valentine's Day, but it's the 17th. And that's, it's no, the it's day the after. Well, I know the day it's oh. coming out is the 17th. Oh, okay. um, but that's the day after Jesse's birthday. Uh, Jesse. That's why it's an important day. <laughs> well, you know, a character really doesn't change no matter what is the Punisher. <laughs> he's always just pretty much the same guy. I mean, always. you know, he's the big gun toting, like, I'm going to kill everybody kind of. So, yeah. I mean, like, like, there's not too much <laughs> you can change about that. But even the actor, you can't change because John Bernthal is coming back. Yep. So it looks like it's heavily rumored, nearly confirmed that John Bernthal will be back as Punisher in the Daredevil reboot. Ooh, that's going to be great. So I did not hear about Punisher. So oh. that so that part you I did should not listen hear to about. our show. <laughs> <laughs> now you know. And more on uh, Daredevil in just a little bit here. But in the meantime, are you all as mad as we are? Boycott Wakanda forever. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it gives me a headache too. You guys, you cannot please <laughs> the fanboys everywhere. Oh my it goodness. It's impossible. It's impossible. So, as we all know, Chadwick Personally. passed away and he was the Black Panther. He was T'Challa. He's the main guy. But with him passing away, immediately after, fans everywhere demanded that Disney Marvel not recast him. They're like, that would be disrespectful. Like, he can't just be replaced. No, rah, rage everywhere. So at Comic-Con, uh, Kevin Feige, I believe, is the one who made the announcement to say that they did intend to honor his memory and they would not be recasting the role of T'Challa and they are going to just instead be passing on the mantle. The mantle. mantle much like happens in the comics. Yes, which, yeah, this is a normal thing that happens in the comics with many different characters. Um so now people are very upset. They think that <laughs> Chadwick would want him to be recast because they think it's terrible that they're taking T'Challa out from the MCU as a character that can be explored further and played. They're very upset <laughs> now that he is not being recast. <laughs> well, what really bothers me about it is the family of Chadwick Boseman has come out and said Chadwick would have wanted somebody to carry on the role but I'm like where were you when before the, the movie right. was filmed in its entirety <laughs> you know because yeah. had they come out and said that earlier that could they, have swayed the decision instead yep. of them coming out you know four months before mm-hmm. the movie comes out right yeah and I almost wonder I also feel like I don't know that the family can speak for him and honestly I feel like People, after they pass, like, honestly, you just get a total different perspective as a soul where everything is about love. So, of course, I feel like he would 
be open to that. But at the same time, I don't know that it's anyone's business here to say what he would have wanted without like directly knowing that. And I feel like it's okay to mourn this character and let other characters take on the mantle. And like, we're still getting that amazing storytelling of the Black Panther world. Absolutely. (laughs) There's so much to explore there. And like, for me, it it, kind of goes along with what Sean said is that like, in the comics, other people have taken up the mantle of the Black Panther. Like this happens all the time. Like you guys said, like not just with Black Panther, but with characters all over yeah. Marvel. Like people, like other people, take over the mantles of the original characters that we love. So, like mm-hmm. for me, I feel like it makes sense. And like when when they're translating these 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 movies from the comics, I look at like how closely can they make the stories as relevant as they were in the comics, but still, you know, obviously kind of twisted for general audiences, but use the original content. So mm-hmm. to me, that makes perfect sense. And I'm perfectly happy with that. Like it, it, it from a story perspective, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense to pass on the mantle. Yeah. And then also you think about it, like they make it as they can now within this current universe that they've created. Cause right. we also know there ends up being tons of universes, yep. which we're kind of getting into, <laughs> but <laughs> like they're also working with everything that they have now and forming the, decisions they make for these characters stories so i i just think like you guys wait to see the movie see what you think about it like just deciding to boycott boycott it because disney responded to what you wanted to what you wanted and also in a way that really was a show of respect for someone right i thought it was a gorgeous trailer the way they were mourning for their king yes Mm -hmm. and my question would be like you touched on this, Rachel. How how do we know that Chadwick wouldn't want us to see the movie mm-hmm. or see it? You know, we really don't know what he... I would think he would have wanted us to see his yeah. legacy moved Live on, on in the movie, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. It's a weird thing. <laughs> so we say go see the movie. And then if you don't like it afterwards, then you can boycott watching it further and participating it further. But you're probably going to enjoy it. I am looking very much forward to it. It looks looks amazing. And that trailer, like, I had feels just from watching the trailer. Like, I was like, oh, my God. I heard amazing things about the show they put on with it as well. Like, how they dimmed the lights and then it was like... It, it was full on like the Lion King where everyone's coming up the aisles wow. and like singing and doing beautiful dances. It's probably horrible of me to liken it to that, but that's the article that I read, like said, it was very reminiscent of that theatricality of when you're kind of sitting in that audience and then everyone comes up through the audience and they're just singing joyfully. And yeah. that's amazing. Trip down memory lane. Do you remember when we went to El Capitan and we saw them introduce Chadwick as Black? That's crazy. That was that long ago. I know, right? Like time just flies. Like it's it's crazy to me that like we are now getting into phase five. I'm sorry. Yeah, phase five and phase six of the of the MCU. Like just the fact, like looking at this whole thing from like the perspective of when we were younger, like. You would have never in a million yeah. years thought that like Marvel would be at the forefront of like 
movies as a whole. Yeah. And then to like see where the like where it has come and brought and they've brought in so many characters that like general audience has audiences had no idea who they were. Right. And, Doctor Strange is a thing now. Right. <laughs> right. And Guardians. Right. <laughs> I remember Chris like started crying when they announced Doctor Strange as a movie. Oh my god, I was so excited. I was like, Doctor Strange, Dormammu, and Chuma, all of the people that I love will be in. Yeah, we were at the announcement of Phase 3, I think, Phase 2. I think Strange was Phase 3, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, Kevin Feige was there, and he brought out uh, Chadwick, introducing him as Black Panther, and Chris Evans, and... uh, Robert Downey Jr. Yes, that was amazing. It was a fun time. It really was. But enough about that. Silence. (laughs) Silence. So we have a little bit of a rumor and a little bit of an explanation. So some people have said that the teaser for what's called The Mutants is actually going to be the title of the movie now and not anything (gasps) X-Men. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So... One theory that's been put together is that certain X-Men actors from Fox were under contract until 2025. So if Marvel were to create a movie called X-Men right now, they would have to give the roles to those individuals. Ah, interesting. Which would explain why, like, there were rumors that uh, uh, Patrick Stewart was going to appear with Sophie Turner in multiverse of madness because she would be someone who I I would imagine is in contract still. But when you look at the rumors of the castings for like Emma Frost, Emma Frost died in between movies because they had no idea how amazing she is and cast January Jones. (laughs) (laughs) They were confused. They were confused. Or like the casting of Wolverine makes sense since Hugh Jackman was Wolverine for so long, they probably didn't put him under contract. It's really best that we waited out and let Anna Paquin's time as Rogue <laughs> end. Wait, she's not wait, she's not reprising her role? I will wait <laughs> until that contract expires. In yes. case you guys don't know, Anna Paquin is Rachel's <laughs> favorite actress of all time. They always make my most favorite powerful women characters Anna or Paquin and I don't understand <laughs> I don't get it so yeah. all this time of you wanting the mutants in the MCU so that it links to X-Men still can't happen yet yeah it's still not gonna happen okay. well the rumor is they're gonna put out a movie about the mutants but mm-hmm. possibly not X-Men as of yet which I think could make sense mm-hmm. since we do have Miss Marvel mm-hmm. as a mutant yeah. So when maybe, we were saying it could give like the foundation yeah. of just like even the starting of X-Men, like yeah. a new start. I know we had first class, which was lovely. It was um, good. It was, yeah, <laughs> I like January. It. <laughs> <laughs> My apologies. Um, but and also it might be interesting, like because even that that showed the starting of like X-Men, but back in time. You know, like back in the sixties or whatnot. What if we had an X Men that's starting nowadays, like yeah. a Charles Xavier who is in his thirties now, yeah. starting a school? I think that could be cool. Yeah, showing kind of different mutants getting their powers, seeing how they interact with the world around them. Maybe even show them as like a danger to the Avengers. Like the Avengers mm-hmm. doesn't know what's going on, so they just attack. That would be really interesting. And then also to kind of see them, like, tackle, like, 
the mutant struggle, but like from today, from like a modern aspect, I think would be would be like a really good kind of like almost change of pace. Oh my god, I see it right now. I just put it together. Wolverine fighting Hulk. Yes. In the movies. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. (laughs) But also, I feel like that would be an entire movie of just that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, what we're going to do for this last part of Marvelous, since we already kind of started on it, uh, we're going to talk about the uh, films and shows that were announced for Phase 5 and Phase 6 and give you kind of just a quick thoughts on them. So some of them that are a little more talked about or that we've talked about, we'll kind of gloss over a little bit more, but there's some new ones here. So we kind of got into Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. So how are we feeling about this one? I love Paul Rudd. (laughs) (laughs) I don't care about the Wasp. And I don't know about Quantumania. I have no idea what it's going to be. I know that there'll be a big face in it. A big face. A big metal face. <laughs> so, um, as much as I don't love, like, Ant-Man and Wasp as characters, I do say I will agree with Rachel. Like, I love Paul Rudd. Like, he's great. Scott Lang is awesome. Sexiest um, man alive. But, um, stop. That's Chris Evans. You're done. Well, no, no. He won it this <laughs> last year. Like, every year they give it to a new guy, he won it. Oh. He was Sexiest Man Away. Congratulations. I'll show you his audition. It's really good. Okay. Um, But anyways, uh, uh, I am excited for Quantumania because, like, it's going to delve more into the quantum realm. And, like, we've we've already seen, like, from Multiverse of Madness, kind of, like, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, the possibilities of, like, what can happen with, you know, uh, going through different realms and stuff like that. So I feel like the quantum realm is just going to open up more of those possibilities. So I'm actually very excited to see where that's going to take us. Mm-hmm. I feel like the world is going to get very, very deep. Yeah. <laughs> Multiple <laughs> dimensions, multi- like then this other thing. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's going to be intense. How about you, Alan? Well, it, it sounded like Kang's going to be introduced yeah. more in this movie too. So I'm excited. Kang's going to be there. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious to see. Oh yeah, didn't they have a whole thing about how you could maybe see his little yeah, place yeah, in the background? Yeah, yeah, right? No, yeah. It's his castle. His little castle. Yeah, yeah. So, I've done it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm curious to know more about that character because I don't know much aside from Loki. What he was in Loki, so yeah. Yeah, so the one in Loki is a variant. So mm-hmm. whatever he's talking about is we're going to see Jonathan Majors, like actual king, like in the bad setup. one. Yeah, the bad yeah. one. So, yeah, that's, I think, the thing that everybody's talking about the most is, like, since Kang is the overarching villain, it'll be cool to finally, like, see him in all her glory. With where Loki left off, did it seem like, because didn't he come out and then he saw the big sculpture of the Kang guy? So yes. it's, like, kind of like he ended up in where that bad one was, maybe? Yeah, Possibly, I think yeah. so. So this one comes out February 17th, right after Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) And then next up, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. How are we feeling? Yeah. I'm excited. Also not excited. I used to really like Chris Pratt. Now I don't like him anymore. But I love James Gunn and his movies. And I do love the ragtag team funness. I love the silliness of the Guardians. So I'm excited. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm 
for Guardians, I'm most curious to find out, like, what they're going to do with Gamora's character. Like, yeah, because she is in it, we've seen. Yes, and from what, I, and from what I've read, it, it sounds like it, it's probably going to be the variant Gamora that came from the other universe. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because ours died in the Soul Stone. Um, but, like, I'm just, I'm curious to have them be like, like, where was she? Like, what, what, what was going on? Like, what, what, what is she doing? And, like, where, like, where is she going now? And how they're going to explain all that. So, that's my biggest curiosity for Guardians 3. Yeah. And James Gunn has said that this film is, what's the word he, not legendary, but, like, along those lines. Ah. Genius. But he did also make it. <laughs> Swan song. Swan song. I think that's what he said. I'm like, girl, you made it. <laughs> So yeah, I'm super excited about this. We have confirmed that this will be Chris Pratt and James Gunn's last foray oh. in the MCU. So they are done after this, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so that. Oh, wow. So the, now I have more questions. And Drax's <laughs> last one. And too. Drax. Oh, yeah, that's wow. Right. Wow. Yeah, so, I mean, they could pretty much use Rocket and Groot whenever, because yeah. they're not real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and they do, they do have Nebula on the team now, too, and they have Mantis. Mm-hmm. So, they, I mean, they technically yep. could still have a Guardians and not. Well, and then Eros is out there, right? Yeah, now. Eros is He'll probably be in too. that. Yeah. Because <laughs> why wouldn't we want a boy band <laughs> <Yeah>. guy? <laughs> and um, in Guardians 2, they introduced the like original Guardians team, the yeah. older Guardians team from the comics. So that could be that could an option, in. too. Just it'd be weird with James Gunn not helming a Guardians movie for once. But we'll see if that plays into it at all. Um, that one is May 5th, 23. Next. Actually, I'm going to be honest. This next one is the one that I'm, like, most excited for. Why are they waiting, making us wait until July 28th? I don't know. But this is the Marvels. The Marvels! The Marvels! The Marvels! So this is technically Captain Marvel 2, but it's called the Marvels because Captain Marvel is joined by Miss Marvel and Photon, which, now that I think about it, Photon was a while ago that they introduced her in um, WandaVision. Oh, okay. I forget that the photon was her name. Yeah. Monica, right? Monica, Monica. <laughs> oh. I was like, who the heck is Fo- oh, Monica? Yes. Yeah, so she went into space to join Carol, and then we got that end of Miss Marvel where she switches with Carol, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, like, also, isn't there stuff hanging out there as far as, like, is Nick Fury alive? Mm-hmm. Would that maybe be mm-hmm. touched on in this one at all? Or is that going to be... Further on in like I secret invasion, because we well we left him off in space, but yeah, it could be either or. Yeah. You're right. Um, but the thing I'm most excited about is apparently we're getting Hulkling in the Marvels. Oh, see, you, you know what's so funny? I was I don't remember who I was talking to, but I was just talking to somebody about this because um, uh, oh, I was talking to my friend Andrew, and he was kind of, we were talking about like where is this where is this all gonna go and he was like you know the, they announced that the last of movie the last movies at the end of phase six are gonna be Avengers movies so he was asking me like where do you think this is gonna go and I said to him they're probably gonna do Young Avengers mm-hmm. because you know they've introduced Speed and Wiccan and Kate Bishop and all these people and then and I was stature. like yeah stature Who's- Ant-Man's daughter Ah. <laughs> I was like, who is this? But I even said to him, I was like, I wonder if they're going to bring in Hulkling, because obviously they're doing Secret Invasion. That's just, those are the Skrulls. Mm-hmm. Hulkling is technically a Skrull, so I was like, I wonder if they're going to bring him in. I imagine they're setting up Secret Invasion with the Marvels. Yeah. Because it is that would so make sense. Skrull and Kree heavy. Yeah. 
So yeah, there's a lot going on with this movie. And what I like about this is it's directed by Nia DaCosta. So it's like a total all-around girl power movie. And Woo! I'm ready for that. I yeah. think it's going to be great. Woman directed by woman. Mm-hmm. That sounds amazing. And the natural next step, I think, <laughs> is clearly to bring in vampires. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so, so just, I mean, the, the release date of this is a little bit off. November 3rd, um, <laughs> vampire movie. Uh, clearly, we should yeah, have right released Halloween. this a week earlier. Uh, but Blade. I am so excited about Blade. And then... Um, the the casting for for I can't remember the guy's name Maharsala Ali yes I like I think he was like the perfect choice like I like he just plays such badass characters this is a family show he just plays such Bad inner buns. circle characters <laughs> I, I am so excited to see him play Blade well I'm really excited to see him as Blade after we got to see him as Blade in the Eternals. <laughs> I heard his voice. I heard his voice. We all recognize his so, voice, right? And because of that, we definitely think Jon Snow is going to be in this, right? Yes. Because otherwise, why would he have dropped in on Jon Snow if he wasn't going to bring <laughs> Jon Snow in? Why are you calling him Jon Snow, not That's Dane Whitman? That's his Wait, name. Wait, is his name Jon Snow? <laughs> no. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Dane that- Whitman. <laughs> The, the actor that plays Jon Snow. I Johnson. know that. Yeah. Oh. So I think this is a cool pairing, though, because I almost hope we get, like, uh, what are they called? The uh, Marvel Knights? Mm, which are, like, the British Avengers. No. No. No, okay. no that's not a thing. But, like... <laughs> what are they? I could see it going with uh, Moon Knight was part of it, um, Blade... Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe Black Knight was, and wasn't Ghost Rider? Ghost Rider. Knight? That's who I was thinking. Yeah. Of. So yeah, we we get mm-hmm. this like darker, more mystical like side of Marvel. Well, and I mean, I feel like with the like, if you look at Phase Five and Six all around, and kind of the direction that they've already started going, it already seems like Marvel is going in kind of a darker path, anyways. So uh, I feel like it would make perfect sense and it would fit right into the storyline that they're trying to portray mm-hmm. right now. So that comes out November 3rd, 23, directed by Bassam Tariq. Uh, next up, this one is shrouded in mystery. Captain America, New World Order. Do you have yeah. any thoughts, Alan? No, because I don't <laughs> really know anything about this one. This, uh, of course, will be the new Captain America. Yeah, yes. yeah this is uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. My theory would be we've seen a few storylines in the comics of evil kind of taking over. Like we saw um, Norman Osborn almost become a president-like figure. We just got out of a very long Wilson Fisk as mayor. So I'm wondering if New World Order is going to be one of those like characters taking over. And that would lead directly into Thunderbolts, which is the next movie. Because then whoever is in power could put together the team of villains acting as heroes, which I think would be a really interesting... That would make perfect sense. Yeah. So Captain America comes out May 3rd, 24. Thunderbolts comes out July 26, 24. Captain America is directed by Julius Ona, and Thunderbolts is Jake Schreer. And what I'm thinking we'll get is we did see when Norman Osborn, Green Goblin, takes over, he takes, like... Wolverine's son Dakin and dresses him as Wolverine. And he takes Moonstone and dresses her like Miss Miss Marvel. I love the way Blob says it in the cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Miss Marvel. Marvel. 
And uh, we see Venom act as Spider-Man. We see basically uh, villains portray heroes. And we've already seen um, the Contessa recruit a U.S. agent. And it looks like um, blanking on her name. Blanking. The sister? Yeah. Yelena. Yelena Belova. Yelena Belova. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're already partway on that path, which is exciting. All right. On to the TV shows. On to the TV shows of Phase 5. There's a lot. Yes. So we've got Season 2 of What If. I know, Alan, you know about What If. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about seeing Season 2? I'm excited because I want more zombies. Yeah. More zombies! <laughs> on the yeah. zombies! Why there wasn't a zombie movie announced? That would be amazing. Yeah. So this one says early 23. It's um, nine episodes. Then we get Secret Invasion, also early 23. So I may be wrong. Secret Invasion may lead into the Marvels. It's yeah. Miss Marvel. Yes. I am so excited for Secret Invasion. Me like, too. I, I, so it's funny when you said I'm really looking forward to this one. Before you said the Marvels, I was like, I know which one you're talking <laughs> about. And I thought you were talking about Secret Invasion. So Secret Invasion in the comics was squirrels came to Earth and uh, made themselves look like different heroes or people in power. Much like the reptilians. Now that I think about it. Oh, interesting <laughs> Once that. Once upon a cold every other Monday. Um, <laughs> so this one's getting the six episode treatment. And then we have Echo season one. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought we were on season two. You fool. <laughs> you know nothing, Jon Snow. Echo season one is mid-23. Then we get Rachel's heartthrob show, Loki season two. Why do I have to wait till mid-23 right? for this? I, I object. I should be watching this clearly by the end of this year. Yeah. <sighs> and it does not say how many episodes yet. Oh, wait, oh, six. 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 Echo, Echo is to be announced. Yeah. yeah. Loki is six. Then we get uh, Ironheart late 23, which is interesting because she's introduced in Wakanda Forever. And then we have to wait almost a year to see her in her own show. So mm-hmm. we'll see how that goes. Maybe she's going to be in other movies or shows. Mm-hmm. We've got, oh, I'm so excited. Coven of Chaos. Agatha, Governor Chaos. <laughs> was it Agatha all along? Agatha. It was Agatha all along. So the fact that it's the Coven of Chaos, that makes me wonder, are we going to see other Wachas? Yes. I yes. hope there I'm are so many. I'm so excited for this. I cannot wait. I know. I really hope my theory is right and she nurses Wanda back to health. That would be lovely. Yeah, that would yeah. be amazing. So that's late 23 or early 24. This is the most interesting to me because we have not only Daredevil, but Daredevil Born Again. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. And this one actually has 18 episodes. Yeah. This is three times as long as the average show. (laughs) Wow. So they're really telling a story here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seems like everybody's very excited for Charlie Cox to return as Daredevil. Um. And, I mean, we did see a little bit of him in um, Spider-Man No Way Home. Or far, far, far from home? Far from no Way far Home. No Way Home. No Way Home. Sorry. They're all lightly different. They're all different, so. Home. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, we did get and uh, from what we hear that he's she also going to be appearing in She-Hulk. She-Hulk, which makes sense. Because they're both yeah. lawyers. Objection. Good job. You should be a lawyer. <laughs> I'm not that kind of lawyer. <laughs> 
And then uh, not as much announced for Phase 6, just three movies so far. We've got uh, Fantastic Four, November 8, 24. How are we feeling about the third iteration of Fantastic Four? Is this <laughs> well, this is, the, this is the first iteration of Fantastic okay. Four. Okay. Yes. Um, because this is under the MCU, so that means it will be amazing. But I don't want to ignore <sighs> the first iteration where we see Chris Evans running around in just a jacket most of well, the Well, no, that, that was just a porn. I mean, just... that was an inner circle. <laughs> I would just like to reiterate that Fantastic Four repeatedly fails repeatedly. So... <laughs> Do with that what you will, MCU. <laughs> well, but, you know, Fantastic Four has repeatedly failed under Sony. Yeah. Mm. It is now in the hands of Marvel. So it will be fine. Well, mm. and the rumor is, and this tracks with what um, Doctor Strange says in Multiverse of Madness. He says, didn't you guys peak in the 60s? Mm-hmm. So people are thinking this will take place in the 60s since Fantastic Four is very much styled in the 60s. But then I'm thinking they'll go through some sort of wormhole. They'll go to Mount Shasta. Yeah, they'll come out in the happen. present. Yeah, <laughs> and I also hear that they, that like I believe I read that they said that they're not trying to make this like an origin story. Like we know, we know the fan. We we know. Yeah, like we're not doing that again. We know about Uncle Ben. Right. <laughs> I don't know because I blocked it out. Wow. Even Chris Evans and just the jacket. Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's okay. She was saving more for us. Okay. And then we have Avenger, Avengers. 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 The King Dynasty, May 2nd, 2025, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. It's a name. That's a name. So what do we think the King Dynasty is about? I think that is going to be... I, I think somehow, some way, they're going to incorporate, like all the different variations of Kang that like in the different parts of the multiverse. Um, and I think it's going to be like super epic, honestly. Yeah. I think this is going to be like the MCU breaking the multiverse yeah. is breaking by the end of it. Yeah. Are there going to be incursions happening? Incursions. Yes. <laughs> yeah. If it's anything like the comics, uh, the different universes were colliding and the heroes had to decide, do we kill this whole other universe just to save ours? So it's pretty epic with the incursions. And then it's going to culminate in Avengers Secret Wars, November 7th, 2025. We have to wait that long in between six months? Six months isn't that bad. I know. I, know. I had to wait <laughs> a year between the seventh Harry Potter part one and part two. What about your uh, vampire like romance novels? <laughs> <laughs> I will never know how that story ended. L.J. Smith, <laughs> send me, send me, this, just, yeah, send anyway, it to me. Uh, <laughs> I'll read it. <laughs> so Secret Wars is exciting because in the comics, at least, all the broken universes came together in one. And then there is like battling happening with there's God Doom. So we'll see how that looks under King as the villain or if they're going to bring in Doom. I mean, Doom would be absolutely amazing like and obviously with them bringing in fantastic four like i mean it's the right when you timing. when when you when you think of fantastic four what villain do you think of gargantos i hate you <laughs> lady taskmaster <laughs> i hate you I only, why did i agree to come on this show <laughs> i know it's dr doom because of the universal theme park 
<laughs> Doctor Doom is the Fantastic Four's main villain, even though he has a hand in like everything Marvel. But yes, the, he like is like their main villain. So yeah, I there, there would it would just not make sense for them to not bring in Doom somehow, some way with the inclusion of Fantastic Four. I'm pretty sure he was in my Spider Man computer game that I had where you could like write storylines and animate them. And I, I never knew who he was. Recently. I don't remember like where I heard about it. It was a great game. And somebody showed it to me <laughs> and I was just like, oh my God, this looks ridiculous. Like, but amazing so at good. the same time. It was so good. <laughs> anyway, Rachel, what's our cover Disney for today? <laughs> well, I'm inspired by all these wonderful Marvel things that are coming our way. Marvelous. So, very marvelous. Um, this cover Disney is not that long, um, and you may have already heard it if you went to go see the best Marvel movie to date, Thor Love and Thunder. Um, here is the Marvel intro in electric guitar from Thor Love and Thunder. sharing that four people just slammed down their phones and refused to listen to us because you called thor <laughs> love and thunder the best marvel movie today it's my favorite <laughs> it's really good i, really I like love it, it. it's it amazing all right so that brings us to the last part of our show our favorite moments <laughs> i have one <laughs> there's so many my favorite moment is picture this listeners alan and i walk into world of disney we're casually browsing when our eyes set upon a new spirit jersey. <laughs> the villain spirit jersey! Except for it doesn't have the best villain on it. But yeah. it's so cool. <laughs> it's very cool. It's very, it, like, I don't understand how they chose the four villains they put on it. Because <laughs> Maleficent is not on it, you yeah. guys. Ah. Yeah, they put uh, Evil Queen, Ursula, Hades, and Jaffa. And some of them I agree with. Ursula. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not Jafar? Like, uh, I, I feel like Jafar could be on there. Like, he has a good classicness to him. Yeah. If it were my pick, it would have been Ursula, Maleficent, mm-hmm. Dr. Facilier, and Jafar. But anyways, it looks amazing. It will look even better on me. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, my favorite moment was going to Disneyland with a group of 10 people. That is my family who I love. It was a chaotic long day, but I had a wonderful time. I rode the rise. Oh my God. Oh oh my God. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Picture this. I don't think I've told you this yet. It's the very opening of the park. Um, my mom has a scooter, um, and uh, because of circumstances, we had a DOS pass. And so it's um, me, my mom, 
my aunt Cheryl and my cousin Jesse, and we are going on Rise of the Resistance because all of our other family members are lazy bums, <laughs> and we're not there for rope drop <laughs> like we were. So we're like, we're going to go on the best ride ever before they even get here. So we're going through. The line is like nice and quick for us. They put us into the room where Ray is doing her talk to us and my mother loses control of her scooter and slams into the door that opens up to let you into the next room. And like, she's super embarrassed and I was just like, you can't stop the scooter. And the door was knocked off of the tracks and was stuck closed. So when they're like, okay, you guys, go. And we all look at the door and it doesn't open. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, like, we're right there by the door and we're looking back and everyone's looking at us. I'm like, my mom broke it. She broke the door. It won't open. Like, it was completely stuck closed. Like, and, like, it took forever for the worker to even, like, say anything to us we were all just locked in there and they didn't announce anything no one came in from either side and i'm like peeking through this crack in the door being like you guys it's stuck it's stuck we're stuck and they're like yeah just just hang out there and like it stopped like everything it even the other room didn't like let people out and move and they had to call like workers to come and fix the door and we were telling everyone how like this ride can break down a lot and i'm like mother you are the reason <laughs> this morning that the ride broke down and everyone, that huge line we po- walked past to get in here. Now it's going to be running at half speed because of what you have done here today. <laughs> you have done this thing. Is such a Karen. <laughs> such a Karen, right? <laughs> Her real name is actually Karen. Um, but oh, the people were looking at us, and like Jesse really hoped that someone was like videotaping it so they could be like, "Oh my God, can't believe this person did." This. <laughs> oh, I saw that video on TikTok. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it was. We, of course, yeah. Jesse would like that. The whole family's all embarrassed and stuff because this happened. Jesse's like, "I hope somebody videotaped it and put it up on TikTok." <laughs> because we love it when we see those TikToks and we laugh at and them. How we want to be that? We wouldn't mind being it. But yeah, we were glad that my uh, young cousin wasn't there with us yet because she's like 16 or something uh, like that and she would have been so embarrassed to be part of us so. oh yes well you know as 16 year olds tend to be so embarrassed to be part of families in general so yeah yeah but it was an amazing day but that was my favorite part nice <laughs> well i'm sure glad i don't have to follow that act <laughs> chris no kidding. <laughs> no uh my favorite or favorite moment this week is probably the submarine ride it's back open and happy that we were able to get on it, even though like we didn't have to rope drop, which was amazing. We were able to go at a great time. Definitely go before the fireworks because that's where everyone is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and it was fun. I mean, it's it's the same ride as it was when it, before it closed, um, but just a little cleaner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um. My favorite moment from all the things that I did this week. Um, I worked OT on Monday and got a free meal. Oh. I didn't really have a, I didn't really do much of anything this week. So I don't really have like a a favorite moment to share, unfortunately. 
I guess we forgive you. I'm sorry. That's okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Where can we find you? You can find me on A Real Bodice Ripper, a podcast that explores the problematic issues found in romance novels. And you can find me, as if I didn't mention it enough, on Solving for X with Kevin or on Once Upon a Cold with Rachel and Aaron. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. Love you.